to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Marlene Sonia here. It's Tuesday the 19th of January 2021. Um, in my favourite place. It's about 7.45am and there's not a single car in sight in the car park in the woods where I am. I've seen one person and he's just cycled by me on a bicycle in one of those high beef jackets. The sun is just literally got light. It was dark just a moment ago and just all of a sudden it's lit up. <laughs> well it's probably lit up a little bit earlier because I'm wearing my dark, my sunglasses. There oh, and it's 11 degrees Celsius. It's just right, the temperature's just right. There's a bit of a breeze as well, but it's not a cold breeze. It's quite gentle. Um, at the top of the hill, I'm not going through the mud today. Far too treacherous. Keeping to concrete or tarmac cars today. This part, there's a little cafe here. It's called Best Kept Secret. Because actually, for years I didn't realise there was a cafe here. I don't know why. And unfortunately, all the little tables, you know, wooden bench type tables, they've been covered with tape stained clothes. So that lets you know situation. Today, I'm going to talk about. I think this week I want to carry on. foundational one, finances. Uh, I 
I do like to give a bit of an update. I was wondering this morning whether I should start with Dear Diaries. <laughs> That's what people used to do, or probably still do. Because this is, I guess, a diary caught me. A diary that's out there in the public arena to be heard by. And I guess, once I'm no longer here, it will still be there. Oh, my family might be listening to it. Oh, I don't. They may learn a little bit about me. <laughs> they might learn a lot about me, actually. More than a little bit. So, uh, yesterday I signed the paperwork. Yes, I signed the paperwork from the estate agent. So, things are all go, I believe. Electronic. Oh, technology these days. Yes, it's, uh, it's an electronic. I've just signed it electronically. And then it whizzed back to them immediately. Morning. So, it's off now. And meat. Yes. I, there's also something else. I, I love wearing hats. So, when I come out walking, you'll always see me with a cap. I, I like wearing hats. I've got several children. And I also like it wearing Depending on my mood and uh, what I'm wearing, I'll stop and change. So I've been here wearing my head wraps recently for different styles. And what I've noticed is that, and my, my hair is quite long and obviously quite heavy, but my head is very sensitive to any weight on my head. And I think more so than it has been in the past and I wondered I wondered whether this is sort of left over from meningitis because my head my head does seem to be quite sensitive sensitive to noise in the morning especially and uh, actually when I, I wear my cap and sometimes I've got the bit of the back so, so that I can close it up the right size. If I do it slightly too tight, close, uh, I do get an ache in my head. So, it's something I, I thought about. I may need to experiment with how I wrap my hair. And maybe I just can only wear the wraps for a short period of time. So, it's something I, I noticed really. The other thing that I've noticed, and as I said it's been six months since my last attack, uh, today I woke up, woke up, a headache, you know, headache, headache, and I woke up
if I had to think about what, what my last week has been like, I think I have rested more. Uh, there was quite a lot of pressure on me. I think with getting the house ready for the photographs, and I was doing quite a bit of painting and doing it quite late, really. And then together with pressure of work as well, having returned more than a, sort of a few weeks off. So I think that those all played a part. And I do need to be very aware, really aware of that and take time off. So I took time off yesterday. And I wasn't planning to, well I planned to, but I wasn't planning to. But I got under that goal, uh, working for time blocks, so without taking a break. Around instead of look at the whole year and then breaking down into quarters, which is what I've done in the past, I've just focused on the next 90 days. And I think that's because, because there is so much uncertainty around, uh, not just for me individually, but in the world as well. And there's so much that can change. And I spoke about being ready for change. And I think a lot of what I'm, I'm doing is about putting myself in the best place, physically, mentally, uh, so that I can deal with, respond appropriately to change, whether it's a slow change or a, a sudden change. So I thought finances because really without money, honestly without money there is not that much you can do. Okay? With the best will in the world, if you want to eat, you need to have money to buy food, shelter, <laughs> etc. Uh, so you do need money, and I think it's only in the last few years that I've got really serious about understanding what money is, okay, and and it's not it's not money itself. It's not it's 
it's not money itself, is it? Because uh, what is money? Uh, I mean, if you think about definitely in the UK, and uh, think about banknotes. A banknote is not actually money. It's the promise of, <laughs> but it's not actually money. And the way that the world works these days, we don't actually see money. We see it in a form of numbers on the computer, on our phones, okay? It's numbers. We can't even say on a check now. Credit card. And even a credit card, uh, when you, you've got to stick the credit card in a machine or tap it on the little screen, and then numbers come up. So there is no real exchange, physical exchange of money. So, yes, I, I mean, I paid somebody cash the other day, but I very rarely deal with cash. Very rarely deal with cash. I'd much prefer to pay by debit card. I don't have a credit card. Um, and a lot of that's around safety. So, finances, for me this year, vital, vital for me to be in the strongest position I can. And over the last couple of years, thankfully, I must say thankfully, my focus has been building my emergency fund and then building beyond that because I knew at, at some point <laughs> uh, I would be moving house and I'd want to be in a position that if I wanted to buy somewhere I was financially able to. And that has been, has meant making some sacrifices, learning learning about how I well, learning about my relationship with money first. I think firstly I have to learn about my relationship with money and how I used it. And my spending habits. And then making changes so that I spent less and only spend money on my needs rather than my wants. The last few months, I have spent a lot of money. <laughs> now, if I was to add it all up, well, I've known. I've a lot of money over the last few months. And I say a lot as compared to what I was spending months before that. But that's because I was making repairs to the house and the painting and decorating. So it was all for a purpose. It was really an investment in the house uh, towards selling it. But it was also overdue. It was overdue repairs to the house that should have been made months, years before. That because my financial situation was so poor, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't able to maintain the house. So going forward, one of the things I've learned, especially with money, is that there's, there's a use for it. <laughs> but how to use it. 
and because I've learned about uh, having sinking funds and having a sinking fund so that I can pay for any repairs that come up in the house. I can pay for car repairs. I can pay, pay for re, uh, replace broken appliances without struggling and worrying where the money is going to come from. So my, my goal, and uh, I'm going to have to quickly go back and have a look in my my little Google Keep where I have it all set out. That's great because in fact what they say is you should review your goals on a daily basis. So I think I'm going to do that. So I'm going to scroll down to finances. And what I've got here is that I have I want to have £15,000 in my emergency fund this year. Now, right, stand up till now, breathing a bit. Just going to have a quick pause. That's better. I can now breathe and talk at the same time. So, I'm going to be moving house. That's going to cost. Now, some of the money that I need to pay, so I'm going to be having to pay state agent fees, solicitors fees, or whatever ever fees there are. And that's going to come out of, obviously, what I make from the house. And, of course, that figure's going to be split between me and my ex-partner. So, in a way, in around the sale of the house itself and the costs associated with that, it's covered because I've got some equity and that's okay. Now, going forward, I plan to rent. Now... This has been a difficult decision. Do I rent or do I buy somewhere straight away? And I think some people will be in the camp that, well, if you're renting, it's a waste of money because it's much better if you're paying that mortgage. That, of course, in the, in the long run, means that you're ultimately own your home. One of the things I need to think about is my stress levels. And I know that if I'm not careful and I get too stressed, I could trigger uh, a meningitis attack. And I certainly don't know, don't want to do that. And so sitting in the back of my mind is <laughs> the worst case scenario is everything goes through, the house is being sold, um, it's a couple of weeks or a week before the move date and I get a meningitis flare up and I end up in hospital. Okay. Or any time in it, so I don't want that to happen. So 
I do really need to take care of myself. So, so that's kind of in the best of my mind. So that's why I'm thinking rent. <laughs> rent for six months. And also because I'm not sure where I want to move yet. I'm not... I thought I'd lost the glove. I found one in my pocket. I was thinking, oh, where's the other one? On my hand. <laughs> oh, dear, obviously. Uh, yeah, so... I'm not sure where I want to settle it yet. And at one point I was thinking, this move will be to my forever house. And now I'm thinking, actually, it doesn't have to be. This isn't necessary. I don't think this will be my forever house. Okay. <laughs> this may not be. It may be, but it may not be my forever house. So, uh, I think where, where I need to move right now and be for the next 10 or so years has to be somewhere that's just practical. Yeah, practically convenient for me. So that's what I think. So in order to keep the stress levels down and not be in that situation where many people have been, you've sold your house, now you're looking for a house and you're against the clock. I don't want that. Uh, um, I'm assuming, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, I'm assuming that once the house is sold, everything's signed, there's a date for me to get out, uh, I can very quickly find somewhere to rent, wherever that is. And so I need to have money to cover the expense of renting. <laughs> okay, so I'm going so because I'm going to be paying more than I'm paying at the moment. So I'm going to need to make sure that I my my income is going to cover that. And at the same time when I'm working towards looking for somewhere to buy as well for any expense so the financial side of things as well is also uh, linked to uh, my physical environment like decluttering selling unwanted stuff so that I move with the least amount of things that I need or want uh, I don't want to be taking anything with me that I I don't need that's going to be sitting in a box for the next 10, 15, 20 years. <laughs> and uh, there, was some, there was stuff in my loft that had been sitting there for 20-odd years, honestly. I don't want that to happen. So my finance goal is very important. And, and here's a key thing that I learned. And this is a lesson from when I moved into this house and also what I've learned over the last couple of years listening to podcasters, YouTubers, reading, articles. 
I bought the house that I'm currently in, and I literally scraped the money together to pay for all the things we needed to pay for. It meant that we ended up using credit cards to buy things. What I've learned is that when I'm buying my house, I must make sure I have an emergency fund. So it may, as tempting as, tempting as it might be, when maybe looking for a house and maybe thinking about what's affordable and sort of seeing some money set aside and thinking, oh, an extra 10,000, I can get this dream house. I really mustn't do that. I really must, it's not to be touched. So when I buy somewhere, I have to have a set budget and my emergency fund cannot feature in that at all must be something I don't have so that when I move, anything that comes up, I have this money uh, for any emergencies. So, one of the things I want to be doing over the next few months is, <laughs> and I do live quite frugally, although, as I said, over the last few months I've spent a lot more, but I've been investing in the house. I've also... I have spent some money on some wants and I thought if I was going to spend it, I needed to spend it now and because the main, many, main money may not be there once I'm in the throes of moving, etc. So I did invest in that laptop I was talking about and I went a bit over my budget but remember I've been putting money away using this chip my phone and then I was I just couldn't hit the send the, the buy button for a computer that was within that range and I realised it's because if I'd bought a laptop in that range it wouldn't have been the specs that I needed and when I started looking at higher spec laptop for what I want to do which is I do a lot of video editing it meant looking at a gaming laptop, sort of at the lower end. And that that felt okay. And also, because I've not been travelling to work, I've been saving money on petrol and general transport. I thought, well, actually here's money that I've saved somewhere else that I can put towards this laptop, which I did. And I also saw it as an investment in my, my, my business that I want to set up to get started because the laptop I was using oh god <laughs> saw that I also bought myself a a microphone a friend Dabby Dozy microphone and again I went for a higher end but middle of the road I guess microphone 
And because I'm podcasting and I do audio, and although I use my phone a lot, I know at some point I'll be wanting to use a proper microphone with a laptop. So I did that as well. So I, I was seeing them as wants, but they're also an investment in me and my business project as well. So yeah, so just wanted to share a bit around my finance goal. And because over the last couple of years I've done certain things to manage my spending, so I have a budget, I I do no spend challenge months as well. So I I shop at supermarkets but the lower end ones. I do my pantry fridge freezer challenges where I try to eat what I've got in in rather than buying stuff etc. So yeah. Okay. And uh, so what are your what are your finance goals this year? Because it is a foundation. And one of the things that I'd, I'd like to suggest to people is that they don't have, if you don't have, look, if you don't have an emergency fund, that could be a starting one. Could be. And, uh, and if you want to learn more about that, because I do help people build an emergency fund uh, just pop over to my website marlinesonia.com and uh, request a free discovery session I think I call it and uh, have a chat okay that's it for now speak to you soon bye for now hey smiling Sonia here your host at thriving with a chronic illness Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund. 